joint complication from hemochromatosis, finding similar to CPPD, which results from calcium pyrophosphate deposition resulting in chondrocalcinosis, presentation with hooked osteophyte, unlike CPPD, there is uniform joint space loss involving all the MCP joints. CPPD typically favors the index and the middle finger. So both presents with hook osteophyte, but heme involves all four, uh, meaning second through fifth MCP joints. Central upper thigh or upper arm tumor in an elderly person, typically MFH or otherwise known as PUS, polyomorphic undifferentiated sarcoma, and a bowel-like tumor in the extremity of a young adult. So the age really is the key difference, as well as additional MRI findings, but soft tissue tumor in the foot of a young lady. This is the, these are typically associated with synovial sarcoma. Again, to recap, central upper thigh mass in an elderly person is MFH or PUS. Uh, bowel-like tumor or soft tissue tumor in a young adult is a synovial sarcoma. MRI finding associated with copper and manganese deposition. We have bilateral T1 bright basal ganglia. Again, copper and manganese deposition results in bilateral T1 bright basal ganglia. Imaging signs associated with synovial sarcoma. We have bowel of grapes or triple sign, which is three layering densities of fluid on T2 MRI. MRI finding associated with Marchifava Bignami disease. This is due to alcohol. We get swelling and bright signal in the corpus callosum, which represents acute demyelination. This typically begins in the body, then genu, and lastly, the splenium of the corpus callosum. Chronically, we see thinned corpus callosum with cystic cavities favoring the genu and splenium. Peds cystic renal masses. This is something I forget regularly. So peds cystic renal masses include multicystic dysplastic kidney, typically present in neonatal and associated with reflux, multilocular cystic nephroma. These are multiple cysts that herniates into the renal pelvis. And finally, autosomal recessive polycystic kidney disease. Obviously, this is bilateral, unlike the other two. And the cysts are typically small in size and numerous. Again, peat cystic renal masses include, include multicystic dysplastic kidney, multilocular cystic nephroma, and autosomal recessive polycystic kidney disease. In MRI spectroscopy, findings representing NAA or N-acetyl aspartate. NAA is a marker for neuronal viability. Creatinine is a marker for cellular metabolism, which will go down in cancer. So creatinine goes down in cancer. Choline is a marker for cell membrane turnover, and it will go up in cancer. So choline will go up in cancer. Lactate is, due, is a byproduct of the anaerobic pathway, and it will go up in cancer. Finally, alanine is a marker associated with meningioma. Again, NAA is for neuronal viability, creatinine is cellular metabolism, which goes down in cancer, choline marker for cell membrane turnover, and it will go up in cancer. Lactate is an aerobic pathway marker, and it will go up in cancer, and alanine is associated with meningioma. PV and S of the tendon sheath, 
MRI features. So this is otherwise known as giant cell tumor of the shen tendon sheath. It will be a soft tissue density on CT scan and T1 and T2 dark. Unlike glomus tumor, which glomus tumor typically T1 dark and T2 bright and uniformly enhances. So again, it will be T1 and T2 dark. Common radiographic features associated with hyperparathyroidism include subparastial bone resorption, rugged jersey spine, brown tumor, and terminal tufts erosion. Again, uh, radiographic features associated with hyperparathyroidism include subparastial resorption, rugged jersey spine, brown tumors, and terminal tuft erosions. Differential for fat-containing renal masses, you only got two, angiomyolipoma, most common. Renal cell carcinoma, typically the fat in renal cell carcinoma will contain calcification. Again, differential for fat-containing renal mass is AML and RCC. RCC, typically the fat contains calcification. Panda sign, what is it associated with? It's associated with Wilson's disease or copper deposition. MRI features is... T2 bright tegmentum with normal dark red nuclei and substantia nigra. Again, the panda sign is associated with Wilson's disease, presents with T2 bright tegmentum with normal dark red nuclei and substantia nigra. MRI features of ILC. ILC does not typically show enhancement on MRI. Uh, additional features are not very specific, but additionally, it does not typically enhance on MRI. Unilateral SI sclerosis and erosion is associated with psoriasis and reactive arthritis. Again, unilateral SI sclerosis and erosions is associated with psoriasis and reactive arthritis. Diabetic mastopathy is a large painless hard breast, which is clinically is difficult to distinguish from breast cancer. It can be bilateral. Additionally, uh, it's a form of lymphocytic mastitis with stromal fibrosis predominantly the cell lymphocytes that infiltrate surrounding the duct lobules and vessels of the breast. Most sensitive test for carcinoid, it is indium octariotide scan, octariostan, and additional tests that are less sensitive is the MIBG and gallium. Again, most sensitive test for carcinoid is indium octariotide scan or octariostan. Imaging features of pleomorphic undifferentiated sarcoma, PUS, otherwise known as malignant fibrous histocytoma, MFH. It's a common tumor. Well, it's commonly seen in old people. It's typically central location, proximal arms and legs, typically dark to intermediate T2 signal, and often associated with spontaneous hemorrhage. So pleomorphic and differentiated sarcoma or malignant fibrous histocytoma, common in old people, central location, and it's dark to intermediate to, to signal. Differential for pineal masses, germinoma typically contains fat and calcification. Pineoblastoma can be associated with retinoblastoma. If it is, then it would be trilateral retinoblastoma. Pineocytoma, Non-invasive will circumscribe pineal mass with peripheral calcifications. Pineal cyst may contain calcification up to 25%, but these are not peripheral. Again, differential for pineal masses, germinoma, pineoblastoma, 
pineocytoma and pineal cyst. Just because they're difficult, I'm going to repeat them again. Differential for pineal masses, germinoma, pineoblastoma, pineocytoma, pineal cyst. Pineocytoma is basically an uninvasive mass with peripheral calcification. Pineoblastoma associated with retinoblastoma and germinoma contains typical fat. And pineal cyst is benign with uh, may contain calcifications. Short fourth metacarpal is associated with which syndrome? Turner syndrome. Short fourth metacarpal associated with Turner syndrome. Imaging features of chondroblastoma is a small sclerotic lesion in the epiphysis, most commonly located in the femur, humerus, or tibia. Again, chondroblastoma, thin, small sclerotic lesion in the epiphysis of lung bones. For adrenal masses, what is the relative washout equation? It is the enhanced CT value minus the delayed CT value divided by the enhanced CT. A relative washout greater than 40% is consistent with adenoma. So relative washout is enhanced CT minus delayed CT scan uh, over enhanced CT scan. A relative value of 40% or greater is consistent with adenoma. Differential for adenocarcinoma of the bladder, typically any pathology associated with midline, including urachus and bladder exotrophy. So adenocarcinoma of the bladder, anything midline pathology, which is urachus, uh, remnant or uh, association, or bladder exotrophy. Bone infarct have the risk of transforming into which cancer? They are at risk for transforming into malignant fibrous histocytoma, otherwise known as pleomorphic undifferentiated sarcoma. Radiation is a risk factor for the transformation. So bone cancers can, or bone infarct can transform into cancer, rarely though, but still, and they will transform into malignant fibrous histocytoma or otherwise known as pleomorphic undifferentiated sarcoma. Fracture of the distal third of the radius with dislocation of the distal radio ulnar joint is termed Galeazzi fracture. So fracture of the distal third of the radius with dislocation of the distal radio ulnar joint is Galeazzi fracture. Think of it as someone, so Galeazzi is Italian, think of it as someone carrying pizza and the rest is super bent so it fractures, so Galeazzi fracture. X-ray shows a fibula longer than the tibia. The diagnosis would be at this point osteogenesis imperfecta. Again, fibula longer than the tibia. They're trying to get to osteogenesis imperfecta. Also, uh, osteogenesis imperfecta is associated with wormian bones. Anterior bowing of the tibia with pseudoarthrosis at the distal fibula. That is NF1. So anterior bowing of the tibia with pseudoarthrosis at the distal fibula is neurofibromatosis type 1. Quality assurance improvement tasks that are performed semi-annually, so performed twice a year for mammography include compression testing, darkroom fog, and screen film contrast. Honestly, I don't know what a lot of these terms mean, but these, these are tests performed uh, semi-annually. So compression testing, dark, dark room fog, and screen film contrast. MRI finding for osmotic demyelination or central pontine myelinolysis is T2 bright central pons with sparing of the periphery. So T2 bright 
uh, central pond signal with sparing of the periphery is associated with central pontine myelinolysis or osmotic demyelination. Test of choice for evaluating fever of unknown origin, that would be indium white blood cell scan. So again, test of choice for evaluating fever of unknown origin is indium white blood cell scan. Overall shape of the medial meniscus, it's thicker posteriorly and overall bulkier and bigger than the lateral meniscus. What is Milwaukee's shoulder is when you see almost near complete destruction of the humeral head due to hydroxyapatite deposition. It is similar presentation to neuropathic shoulder. Avulsion fracture of the extensor mechanism of the finger at the level of the distal interphalangeal joint is known as mallet finger. Again, mallet finger is extensor mechanism avulsion fracture at the distal interphalangeal uh, joint, DIP. Fibrozanthoma. This is a general term that describes both non-ossifying fibroma and fibrous cortical defect. Fibrozanthoma, again, describes non-ossifying non-ossifying fibroma and fibrous cortical defect. Non-ossifying fibroma is typically greater than 2 centimeter and fibrous cortical defect is typically smaller than 2 centimeters. What are the posterior lateral corner structures? These are structures that attach to the fibular head including lateral cruciate ligament, IT band, biceps femoris, and popliteal popliteus tendon. Again, uh, the uh, posterior lateral corner structures are the lateral cruciate ligament, IT band, biceps femoris, and popliteus tendon. A missed PCL injury is associated with failure of ACL repair. Eye of tiger on MRI is associated with pecan or pentothenate kinase-associated neurodegeneration. So, pecan eye of the tiger. Pit finding in Huntington's disease, decreased activity in, in the basal ganglia, specifically caudate and putamen. So Huntington disease is associated with decreased activity in the basal ganglia, specifically the caudate and putamen. Chondromyxoid fibroma is a osteolytic lesion in the proximal tibia that looks similar to non-ossifying fibroma. Again, chondromyxoid fibroma osteolytic lesion in the proximal tibia that looks similar to non-ossifying fibroma. Arc and ring configuration on plain film or CT scan is consistent with chondrosarcoma. So arc and ring configuration or finding is associated with chondrosarcoma. MRI features of pituitary adenoma. Pituitary adenoma is T1 dark and T2 bright. Pituitary apoplexy in comparison is T1 bright. Again, adenoma, pituitary adenoma is T1 dark and T2 bright. Pituitary apoplexy is T1 bright. Difference between delayed and persistent nephrogram. Delayed nephrogram is typically when one kidney enhances and the other does not. And this is typically due to extrinsic or intrinsic obstruction from a stone. So delayed is one kidney enhances later than the other. Persistent nephrogram is when the kidney retains contrast longer than one uh, the other kidney. So typically in shock state or hypertension or acute tubular acidosis, this you would see this as retention of contrast material uh, couple of hours after the scan performed. 
differentiating features of juvenile polycystic astrocytoma from hemangioblastoma. So both these present as a cyst when enhancing nodule, except in GPA, the cyst wall itself additionally enhances. So GPA is cyst with a nodule that enhance, and the cyst wall itself enhances. In hemangioblastoma, we have the nodule that enhances. Bone in bone appearance or picture frame vertebral body is seen in osteopetrosis and Paget's disease. So bone in bone, osteopetrosis, and Paget's disease. Differential for T2 dark renal lesion, lipid poor AML, hemorrhagic cyst, and papillary RCC. So again, a differential for T2 dark renal lesion include lipid, lipid poor AML, hemorrhagic cyst, and papillary RCC. MRI features of grade 2 and grade 3 astrocytoma compared to grade 4 astrocytoma on T2. So for grade 2 and 3, we have what we call uh, mismatch sign, where it's these tumors are T2 bright and flare iso-intense. Grade 4 astrocytoma is T2 and flare bright. An interventricular tumor with Swiss cheese appearance and calcifications. Central neurocytoma, typically with numerous cystic spaces that are T2 bright. An interventricular tumor with Swiss cheese appearance and calcifications. Central neurocytoma. Urethral cancer type based on the location. So prosthetic urethra. Commonly you will see transitional cell cancer. In the bulbar or penile urethra, we will commonly see squamous cell cancer. And in, the in a urethral diverticulum, cancer is typically adenocarcinomas. Again, to summarize, in the prosthetic urethra, the cancer we get is transitional cell. And in the bulbar or penile urethra, we get squamous cell. And this is the squamous cell cancer. And finally, in, the, in a urethral diverticulum, we get adenocarcinoma. What gets a BIRAD3 on MRI? A solitary focus that is less than 5 millimeter with persistent kinetics. So again, a solitary focus less than 5 millimeter with persistent kinetics on a baseline exam gets a BIRAD3. For the intraventricular tumors, subependymoma and central neurocytoma, how can we differentiate them based on imaging? So subependymoma does not demonstrate enhancement and central neurocytoma enhances again. Subependymoma does not enhance and central neurocytoma enhances and these are both intraventricular tumors.